This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and enter code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. It's yours, boys and girls and babes. Let's go! Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Capitals podcast. My name is Amy Rothenberger and I am your host. Here's where we rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Now let's start the show. It is a great day to talk about hockey. And on today's roster, we have a review or recap of Saturday's Game 1 against the Bruins and a look ahead at tonight's Game 2. Lots of things happening, lots of things going on, but first, the news. Hey, what happened? Well, the playoffs started this weekend, and just a quick update from around the horn. The Islanders beat the Pens in overtime 4-3. Kyle Palmieri had scored two goals for the Isles since the trade deadline and managed to score two in this one game, including the all-important game winner. The Wild beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights or the Penguins West, whichever you prefer, 1-0 in overtime. This was a terrific goalie duel between, of all people, Marc-Andre Fleury and Cam Talbot. Who'd have thunk? Joel Erickson Eck had the OT game winner in that one. And in the Battle of Florida, Tampa was victorious over the Florida Panthers 5-4 in what looks to be the most physical and action-packed series in the first round. In fact, it turns out this morning, we learned that Sam Bennett will have a hearing with the NHL Department of Player Safety later today. He is facing discipline for boarding Tampa Bay Lightning forward Blake Coleman. The incident occurred at 11.46 in the third period. Bennett received a minor penalty for charging at the time, and Coleman remained in the game. So we will see. As of this recording, we do not have a result yet. But I'm sure I can get that for you next time. No overtime was needed in this battle of the Sunshine State. But the third period was so back and forth with the scoring and the game-winning goal came so late that it kind of felt like overtime. In other news for series that haven't started yet, up north, it looks like Jack Campbell will be in net for Game 1 for Toronto, which is a surprise to exactly no one except maybe Freddie Anderson. And Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher, each out since April, will play a game in the AHL, before the Montreal Canadiens face the Toronto Maple Leafs, Price and Gallagher will play Monday for Laval, the Canadiens' AHL affiliate, on a conditioning loan against the Toronto Marlies, the Maple Leafs' affiliate. Price will play half of the game, the Canadiens said. That'll be interesting. And last but not least, as if playing against the Colorado Avalanche wasn't hard enough, the St. Louis Blues are going to be without someone who has probably been their best player lately. David Perron remained in NHL COVID-19 protocol on Sunday, and the St. Louis Blues' leading scorer could miss Game 1 of the Stanley Cup first round. Perron led the Blues with 58 points in 56 games. That's 19 goals and 39 assists. He was the first point-per-game player for St. Louis, since Pavel Dimitra scored 93 points in 78 games, 
way, way back in the 2002-2003 season. Up next, a recap of everything that happened in Game 1, and a lot happened between the Bruins and your Washington Capitals. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit creditkarma.com winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. The Washington Capitals have kicked off the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs in the win column. I'm sure it wasn't an easy one, but the boys did power through for the millionth time this season to overcome adversity and earn a 3-2 overtime victory. They outshot the Bruins 32-26 and out-attempted them at 5-on-5, 55-52. That's a little close there. Outside of a bad stretch in the second where Boston's top line was dominating their shifts, the Caps looked like the better team. The officiating was not so hot, and really only against the Caps, our starting netminder went down in the first period. A few players are still pretty clearly banged up, but they found a gosh darn way to still win. Let's start off where everything started. Tom Wilson opened the scoring in the 2021 playoffs and for the time being is joint top capital scorer in those same playoffs with TJ Oshie at two points each. Playoff hockey just absolutely suits how both of these guys like to play. I really hope they can continue to heal while still playing the way they did in this game. Now, as for Boston's top line or what some would like to call the perfection line, made up of David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand. Peter Laviolette chose his forward line of Lars Eller, Michael Roffel, and Connor Sherry, like Coach Amy thought he should, to try and mark that unit in Game 1. I still think that's the right call, but they didn't do great, and they didn't do badly either. Boston's perfection line did not score, so that's one check mark. Boston's line, however, probably had their team's best chances of the game at 5-on-5. Three high-danger chances there to the Caps' zero, which is not so great. Let's try it again one more time and see if it gets better, and then maybe if it doesn't, try and flip some switches there. What I do want to see change, and this should come as no surprise to anybody who has listened to me talk about the defense before is the John Carlson-Dimitri Orlov defensive pairing also getting the matchup against the perfection line. I want that defensive unit playing in the other team's zone as much as possible. 
I don't think the defensive difference when you switch the Caps second or third pairing into the matchup instead is really that noticeable. However, Orlov is clearly the Caps' best defender, and you probably want your best defender on the ice against that line. So... Maybe we switch one of the righties. Maybe we put in TVR. Maybe we move John Carlson down to the second pair. I've been talking about flipping around the defensive pairings for most of this season if you haven't been paying attention. So we'll see what happens with that one. The top line had tons of chances. And if they get the kind of looks that they did in game one for the rest of the series... That will only mean good things for your Washington Capitals. With Anthony Mantha on the ice at 5-on-5, the Caps controlled 69% of the shot attempts. Nice. 92.3% of the scoring chances. Wow. And had a plus two high danger chance differential. That's some good stuff. Just as an aside, Jacob Arana, the guy we traded for Anthony Manthony, Played 15 total playoff games, including the weird bubble games for the Caps in the previous two seasons. Do you know how many points he had in those 15 total playoff games? Zero. None. Zilch. Nada. I love me some Jack Bub, and you know that if you've listened to previous episodes. But I will have to say that Mantha has already outscored that effort in his first career playoff game... So, the facts as they stand make this trade a win thus far? We'll see how it goes throughout this series. Daniel Sprong also picked up his very first playoff point in his very first career playoff game. Vitek Vanacek faced four whole shots before he suffered an apparent lower body injury The general consensus seems to be that it is his groin, but regardless, he turned over the net, as I was fearful of. If you listen to me any time from the trade deadline on, to Craig Anderson, who played four times this whole season. A reminder here that he did lead the 2017 Senators to the conference final, but that was back in 2017. He stopped 21 of 22 shots that he faced. He did look great. I mean, I'm still a little worried. And we're going to talk about who's the starter tonight a little bit later. But in relief, he did an excellent job. And it's an excellent story to tell. And let's hope that we can keep on telling it. NBC's analysts and pundits made a big noise about Alex Ovechkin's celebration, suggesting that the Dylan goal was his. The idea was that he'd cheer harder if he scored the goal than if his teammate did, which, if we all know, oh, captain, our captain, and if we were around the last time the boys made a really long cup run, we know that to be patently untrue. Jeremy Lazan set a pick on TJ Oshie in the third period and put his forearm into Oshie's unsuspecting body and knocked his helmet off, and there was no call. Without his helmet... Oshie was required to leave the ice. And that being said, as far as the refs went this game, it's a big old for me. Double was the overtime offside challenge. I mean, that really wasn't the refs. That was Toronto. But still, like, 
what a way to suck the air out of an overtime win. Beyond that, the Cavs played pretty darn well. Better than I think the pundits would have guessed. They had a negative penalty differential, but they drove even strength play, especially in the third period. There were too many bright spots to call one out, but the one that I will call out is that Nick Dowd managed to have a career year during this pandemic-shortened regular season, and now he's picking up where he left off. They call him Judy. He loves Judge Judy, and they call him Judy, and Judy scored his first career playoff overtime goal, giving the Caps the 3-2 victory. He scored 4 minutes and 45 seconds into overtime, expertly tipping a very high T.J. Oshie one-timer from the point, past one to Karask. Brandon Dillon set up the goal seconds earlier by blocking a Bruins shot in the Capitals' defensive zone. Once he realized the puck went in, Dowd dropped down on one knee and pumped his fist, and the Capitals mobbed TJ Oshie along the board celebrating. He was originally credited with the goal, but it was eventually given to Nick Dowd, who Oshie said in the post-game interview that he really hoped got it because he was having one hell of a season. Here's to him continuing to have a hell of a season. And up next, all the news from Kettler Capital's Iceplex this morning that you need to know leading into Game 2. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. This is someone who, you know, this is coming from someone who enjoys herself a candy bar every now and then, even though she is a grown adult woman. However... I discovered that Built Bars are a little bit tastier and a lot more healthy and have jumped on the Built Bar bandwagon. There are tons of delicious flavors. They have flavors that are non-nut and nut flavored. And they have the occasional limited time flavor. Some of the regulars, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's actually one of those limited time flavors and it is churro puff and it is just the right amount of chocolate and cinnamon and puffy marshmallow and whatever other good stuff they put in there to make it taste so yummy. And I hope they are available soon again for a limited time. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of their most popular flavors. Order today. Get that raspberry or that mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. If I wanted to place a bet on game two of round one between the Boston Bruins and your Washington Capitals, I could certainly do it at BetOnline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. In fact, you can bet on probably several different things within that game at BetOnline if you wanted to. You can also get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the Wizards are in it, boys and girls and babes, hockey, and all of your UFC MMA action. Do not sit on the bench anymore. The playoffs have begun, and this is your chance to get in the game. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. 
betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So, lots of things happened during game one, most notably Vitek Vanacek and his injury, and the fact that TJ Oshie is playing third-line center because until very recently, both Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov were still, still on the COVID-19 list. However, on Sunday, Evgeny Kuznetsov returned to the ice at MedStar Capital's Iceplex for the first time in 13 days. And now he's officially off the NHL's COVID-19 unavailability list. So shortly after 5 p.m., on Sunday, the NHL removed his name from protocol. Capitals head coach Peter Laviolette gave an update on the status of both Kuznetsov and Ilya Samsonov earlier in the day after the team's skate. He was expecting at that point that Kuzi would remain in protocol for several more days. What he said was, quote, Samsonov is off the list. He's available. Kuznetsov still remains not available to us for a few more days. However, he is available to start a process of getting back with our group and working out by the rules. That whole by the rules thing is a really interesting addition to that sentence. Both players join us, he said, on the ice for the first time today. It's unclear at this point when either player will return to the game action in the playoffs. Lobby said, quote, we're going to evaluate and see where they're at. I have no timetables. They've been off for pushing close to two weeks in regard to being on the ice and working out and conditioning. We're going to evaluate them over the next couple days and try to get a read on where they're at. Of course, as a reminder, before landing in protocol, Kuzi and Sammy were suspended by the team for disciplinary reasons. Reportedly, they were sidelined due, due to being late for a team function. Laviolette later suggested the players could be suspended multiple games by the team before the NHL put the two Russians in protocol. He did mention that it was something that they were dealing with in the room when he was initially asked if they would be back the next game between the disciplinary suspension and the time that they wound up on COVID protocol. For tonight's game, here's what we know as of this recording. The morning skate lines, D-pairs, and goalies are Ovi, Backy, Mantha, Sherry, Eller, Raffle, Sprong, Oshie, Wilson, and the stalwart Hagland, Dowd, Hathaway. D-pairs aren't changing. Orlov, Carly, Dylan Schultz, Chara, Jensen. A couple of notes from Tom Galitti and uh, Tarek El-Bashir from practice. Kuznetsov faked like he was going to take the first line rush with Ovechkin and Mantha, and then he circled back. And Kuzi, Daniel Carr, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Martin Fervari all skated as extras at the morning skate. Michael Kempney, who has his lower body ice scraper injury, was out early in a non-contact jersey again, but he left the ice when main skate started. The power play units look like this. Power play one, Carlson, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Mantha, Oshie. Power play two, Orlov, Schultz, Eller, Sherry, Wilson. From the Bruins side, Coach Bruce Cassidy says defenseman Jeremy Lazan, previously mentioned as the person who decided to almost decapitate TJ Oshie, is out 
for this evening, and Connor Clifton will be in. The good news about that is he's the guy that knocked the helmet off of TJ Oshie, and he won't be playing. The bad news is he's probably the worst defenseman that the Bruins have, so he will be replaced by a more skilled defenseman. So, boo. Several of the beat reporters mentioned that Anderson was the first off the first goalie off the ice at practice today, which usually indicates that he will be the starter in net for tonight's game. However, Laviolette is being very tight-lipped, and I've got a couple of clips for you to listen to about uh, from his press availability this morning about what we can hope to see tonight. And I'm sure you don't want to watch your leaving your backup, so I'm going to ask you who your third goalie is going to be tonight. <laughs> um, we're still working through that in the room. I'm going to ask you about uh, Craig Anderson a little bit. Uh, obviously, here's a guy that didn't play a lot during the regular season, nearing 40 years old. Uh, what, I guess what kind of message does that send to uh, other players in the NHL or even on your team that uh, age is just a number and you make the most of your opportunity uh, when it presents itself type deal? I don't even know, Scott. I don't even know if it's just for hockey. I, I, I mean, this is a this is a life message, isn't it? Like, um, do the right thing, work hard every day, uh, put a smile on your face, and go about your business. Be a good person. Be a good teammate. Um, wait for your opportunity. If it takes a minute to get there, just keep working hard. Like that's, those are the things that you know your parents tried to instill in you as as young kids to to do the right things in life. And so this is just a, an example of it where he's, he's had a great attitude all year. Um, he's been positive. He's been a great influence on our young goaltenders. And um, when called upon, uh, he's answered the bell. Now, I don't know about you, but to me that certainly sounds like we've got one Craig Anderson starting in that this evening. Rumor has it that Phoenix Copley will be his backup. I think Lavi probably thinks that Sammy is just not ready for prime time just yet. And, you know, based on some of the conversations that we've had on this here podcast and elsewhere, I don't know how reliable he's going to be if you throw him right back into the wolves. So we'll see what happens. In the meantime, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Until then, and especially tonight, boys and girls and babes, be sure to rock the red, unleash the fury, and cheer in all caps. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you just listened to, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so that you don't miss an episode, and you can help others discover it and join our community. Follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnCaps. Follow me on Twitter at Amy Rothenberger. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook at LockedOnCapitals. I also have another hockey podcast where I swear and yell a lot with my friend Julie. It doesn't happen daily or even weekly. You can find it on Twitter at PuckerUpPodcast. Our outro music is written and performed by Peter Hassett.